Welcome to We, we Gotta, Gotta Have it? it, the show where two womanist race nerds review the fuck out of the Netflix series She's Gotta Have It. My name is Queen. My name is Jay. Every week we'll be reviewing two episodes of She's Gotta Have It. Please be prepared for motherfucking spoilers of the episodes that we are discussing. Yep. We're not going to spoil any episodes after those. So if you're still catching up, you can do that shit with us. Yep. Um, and we will but spoil. But anything before and now That's right. Spoiled. We're going to spoil that shit, yo. This week we are reviewing episodes five and six. Yep. These episodes were um, very interesting. Oh, they were. They really were. <laughs> Episode five is hashtag for my niggas and my bitches. My bitches. Uh, also known as all words matter. Episode six was hashtag he got it all mixed up. In parentheses. Dyslexia. Dyslexia. Yeah. So we got two interestingly torturous episodes <laughs> ahead of us. Are you? Oh, you know what? You spoiled the torture. We did. I mean, <laughs> if they've watched it, then it may be spoiled. Yes. already mm -hmm. um we actually got some t-mail about the series yes. if anybody wants to email us their thoughts about the show you can we at t with queen and j at gmail.com you can always send us some t-mail we're down for that shit we got t-mail from the listener the homie mao and or it may be mo forgive me for it's mow all right so mo has comments about episode four mo says the scene with terrell and nola Stank of misogynoir, queer phobia, and that queerer than thou bullshit that permeates queer circles I've been in. And he's talking about um that Mal scene. Is shaking the table. Shaking the table. <laughs> that scene where they're outside of the retirement party yes. yeah, in the alley. Nola's judgments about Terrell not being out to his parents are so elitist. Folks don't need to be out in order to be authentically queer. I know plenty of folks who are living their gay ass lives and haven't shared their orientation with their fams. I trust the person knows what is best for them and I respect that choice. I've been disowned by plenty of fam after sharing I'm queer and trans and I wouldn't wish that on anyone. If folks keep their business to themselves, I support them. No discussion. As far as what Terrell had to say about Nola's fucking three dudes and a woman being greedy and indecisive, etc. Mm -hmm. That's the same old tired ass trash that's been circulating since day one. I wish there was more respect for black queer women doing whatever the hell they want on this show. Respectability politics are stinking up this show. They I'm glad. Really are. Yeah, I'm glad y'all are reviewing this show. I need more opinions about what I'm watching. Perspective is always appreciated, especially when it's y'all's. Take care, Mal or Mo. Yes. I think it's Mo. Shook the table. Shook the fucking table. No, Thank I agree. You for that. Totally agree. And I actually used to be in that space where it was like, you should be out. No, like, do what the fuck you got to do for yourself and your safety mm -hmm. and your well being. Mm -hmm. Like, do it mm -hmm. yes i like do, the call do, out that's I like right that call out. thank you for that do what works for you yes all right are you motherfucking ready to do episode five i'm ready here we go episode five hashtag for my niggas and my bitches niggas spelled n-e-g-u-s <laughs> we start this episode really hope that yeah in its totality the episode is about repurposing words and concepts yes you know what i'm saying so repurposing words whether that's okay or not okay and it, it comes up in many different ways it, it comes up with the n-word it comes up with words that are used whole against women yeah bitch. so the whole episode is just really about those concepts and playing with those concepts mm -hmm. again after watching this episode i had to look and see who wrote it mm -hmm. and of course it was aman Oh, yeah okay yeah. yeah so barry michael cooper who is one of the producers of this series mm -hmm. he wrote this episode and it reeks of manhood 
all it's dripping in manhood it's just all over this it's all over it's all over it yeah um so we open with a monologue of nola Mm -hmm. at her easel yes right always a monologue from nola yeah this outfit is ugly this opening but she's outfit. in she's in like a painting like it's still onesie. ugly she has on a onesie yeah. and she has on a green some type of the most of the shirt is green and it has some mm. kind of white pattern in it under the onesie thing it's like she put this on mm. purposely because it's just layers i didn't peep that it's ugly wow. wow i just like to point out the ugly clothes yeah yeah i feel you so in this monologue nola is sad about opal um so she says that she's you know a little upset about the breakup she also announces the end to her man cleanse because she was on a cleanse last we left her Mm -hmm. and that she's learning to trust herself Mm -hmm. and she says that she can be described as what what she was doing she says she was bugging but instead of saying that she's bugging she's going to say that she was multitasking right because we're repurposing words this episode and what irritates me a little bit is that there's this i think disdain throughout this episode for the repurposing and reclaiming of words yeah um and so even the way we know that nola is a dingbat but even the way that she says this is like we're supposed to believe that the way that nola's life is is that nah you're bugging and she's like i'm gonna just say that it's this yeah you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like it's like um I mean, she was bugging, but it's not because she's dating all these men. No, she's bugging because she's toxic. Yes. And she doesn't know what she wants. And right. she thinks she does, but she clearly doesn't. Yeah. yeah. And people get all up in the mix of that. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're going to cleanse and figure shit out, you should have really cleansed and stayed away from people in yeah. those types of, in that capacity, mm-hmm. and really cleanse yourself. Right. Yeah. You know? So we cut to Nola in her classroom with Rockaletta Moss <laughs> and they are reviewing the kids artwork. Initially, I had said that these kids look to be like, what, nine, 10 years old, yeah, but, but they look more like 12 school. to 14. Yeah. But then she explains them as elementary students, which we know elementary ends at most, what, at sixth grade? Um, fifth or sixth grade. OK, so sixth grade max you're you're 12 i guess tops anyway that classroom is weird they don't know what they're doing right (laughs) Right. but reggie is 12 that's the little girl that she has a relationship with Mm -hmm. she's 12 but anyway so that's that's a little weird so rockaletta moss and nola are reviewing the kids artwork reggie paints herself as little kim um from the hardcore cover which i thought was strange too that whole thing is strange. Uh-huh. So she has the kids recreate classic hip hop albums or just maybe album covers in general. Yeah. Um, and reimagine how it applies to them and their life and like who they are and shit. But it was so many albums that were old. Yeah. I just that, don't that, that, know where 12 year old Reggie would be so familiar with Nikki. I mean, uh, Little, Little Kim's, Kim's hardcore, hardcore album. I'm A lot of them don't even know little kim from from way back they know her to look like a cat yeah, they don't know yes. like old school original little yeah kim. i did and then, so and that then was weird. it was strange because um nikki minaj is an old to that right so there is a nikki minaj version that mm-hmm. maybe this girl might be from perhaps more familiar with. right but she did not but she didn't do that, that. or you, if you want to be current but even though they don't care about being current yeah they could have found a picture of cardi b 
something because right. even her mixtape cover when she yes. was like laying in the bed drinking yes. the Corona with the like there if they wanted to make mm-hmm. that statement there was ways to make that statement right. in a more current way that would just or show me sense. when Nola's like here are a bunch of classic album covers pick one that fits you they couldn't do that because then why would she be like whoa surprised you're right she <laughs> when she showed yeah you know oh this is it was <sighs> just stupid but she yeah. doesn't have lesson plans so who knows yeah you're right who knows what's going on? <laughs> so Rockaletta Moss is not impressed with any of that shit. Mm-mm. And so she asked Nola to meet her tomorrow in her office. Yeah. Um, Nola's like, cool. Nola then gets a text message. And because she's a fucking dingbat, she is, I thought, very dismissive of Rockaletta. Yeah, like, texting while she's talking to you. It's so weird, these dynamics. Because at the end of the day, we're still looking at black women. And, and black women, I just feel like a 26, 27-year-old black woman is not communicating with the Rockaletta Moss like that. Yeah. Who is of sorts her boss. In yeah, this, up you know sorts what I'm her saying? boss and up sorts like intimidating and up sorts like right. demands a certain kind of respect exactly. from the people that she's around. Why would she still casually text like that while she's And wave her off her? and not make yeah, any like, all right, yeah, I see you eye back. contact. Yeah. It, was, it was very she, strange. She was raised by wolves. I don't know who these people right. that they Why got. Why they keep trying to pretend she has <laughs> parents? <laughs> she was raised by wolves. Yeah. She, she was. That yeah, was that was irritating mm-hmm. to me. I didn't like that. And I, I guess we're just not supposed to like her. I think that's the official position on this. I'm not supposed to like Nola or be able to relate to anything. I can't imagine why you would put her there disrespecting black people all up and through. Yeah. Older black women, younger black women. She's out here disrespecting everyone. I'm, I'm supposed <laughs> to like her on any level? Like, There's no level to which I like or sympathize with her. I hate her. You're not supposed to like black women. Right. And there it is, folks. <laughs> and there it is. So from that text we cut that that was Jamie texting her we cut now to her loving bed and Jamie is performing oral sex on Nola but we don't yeah we do know it's him sorry Go ahead. yeah mm-hmm Nola she, is he eats her pussy to tears to tears she's to crying tears. yes she's crying yes so that was that was nice I guess I could yeah relate. I was I like yeah that. some other pussy games yes we good do, that. do the damn thing girl. yeah that's right that's mm-hmm. right she calls out Mars's name. And because Jamie pays her absolutely no mind, he forgets that she's also dating somebody like Mars Mars. and thinks that she's like calling out to the heavens. He's like, like, oh, I know I take people out of this plane. He didn't say it like that. I ate that pussy. That's right. Yeah. Jamie reaffirms that he wants to be with her. Nola says. Wants to be with her monogamously right even yes. though he's a married man one-on-one yes like this is how i know i want they talk about the head and how great it was and he's mm-hmm. like this is how i know i want to be with you forever because of the way you I talk about eat, this head yeah and because i only eat people's pussies that i want to be with that i want to be you know with. like this is the special thing <sighs> i hate those special box eaters get Weird. away from me you're a special box eater <laughs> put that on a t-shirt <laughs> special box eater i'm dating a special box eater no no it's not a special box eater but he does eat the box very specially yeah that's different so that's it is like, but i like special box eater i like that put that on a shirt oh okay i'm like you like i'm like what you like no, those i just men? like the term yeah. i don't like the theory yeah. i like the term I like yes. the term she then says that jamie reminds her of stokely something like that like oh you remind me of stokely in a way jamie gets weird he's like you call your dad by his first name he gets all fucking weird and patriarchal about that shit and like respectable and it offends him he didn't know that was her dad right doesn't he say who's that she's like my dad yeah maybe right Mm -hmm. maybe but then after she says that he's like he lets you call him by his first Mm -hmm. name 
Um, I just said that to say how much they don't really know each other. Right. Yes. It even gets more yeah. into this. Right. I have something else to say about mm-hmm. that. Because, right. So that weirds him out. He talks about how he needs her. She says that she needs money, which is, I guess, a NOLA thing. Hey, baby, I need you. I need money. Um, she didn't say it that way. Well, she, she was, was like, she needs her paintings to right, sell. Right, right. She needs and her paintings like, to sell. And he's like, I buy one. She's like, no. Like, I, she doesn't say I want money. Well, that's She wants her art to start making money. Because she could easily it. be like, Jamie, give me some money. That's mm-hmm. not what she was doing. That's that. true. No, it's not what she was doing. But she was diverting from yeah, him talking about yeah, because, yeah, what um, he needs. Why the fuck are we talking about this? I told you already, motherfucker. Mm-hmm. I need some money. <laughs> yep, yep. True, true, true. She's been buying, she talks about how she's been buying school supplies out of pocket because the school that she is working for does not have enough funding and the kids don't have what they need. Mm -hmm. She talks about Reggie and starts smiling. Reggie's the little girl she's been connecting with. Yes. Oh, she then, as this is happening, she then um, breaks out a blunt or a joint. A joint. And Jamie says, you know, I don't smoke Chiba. And I ask the world, how old is this man Yeah, why would he be be saying Chiba? 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 I don't, yeah, I don't understand. How old is he supposed he's got what well, this is a sixty year old man. He has to be sixty. There's no way. Nobody else says that. No he's supposed to be one. from Brooklyn. He's, he grew up in Brooklyn. He would not say Chiba. He would not. It's oh. weird. Nola is twenty seven. I imagine he's supposed to be in his forties. Yes, he would not say Chiba. Chiba? As a person who has slept with men way older than me like Same. that. Same. They would not say Chiba. Chiba. No. That is your granddaddy. So that was confusing. But okay. <laughs> I guess the older folks in the writer's room were thinking, what sounds older to me? Chiba. They like, what? Chiba, Chiba, y'all. I don't know. They could have said trees. Yeah. I don't know. It's, I don't, it's, it's just annoying. Okay, go ahead. I don't know. So he talks about how he stopped smoking 20 years ago. He grew up in the projects in Brownsville. To which... They don't know each other. She says, Nola's like, I didn't know that. They yo, don't know each other. Yo, the first and and maybe the only thing that I know about somebody who I'm only having sex with is where you from? Mm-hmm. Where you from? Yeah, you that's know what the I'm thing. Saying? Like it's it's not these they are saying this is casual encounters right. that they're having, but then they say these things to each other where it's like, oh, am I a secret? You know, I just right. How do you not know where the man that you have sex with several times a week? You don't know where he's from, but you want to meet his friends that yeah. he, and the and his coworkers. You want to meet his partners, his business partners? partners? You don't even know where he's from. Nobody walks around like in New York like that. I don't walk around knowing I'm dating somebody that's from this borough and now I'm walking in this borough or in this neighborhood. Like, you know your surroundings, which means knowing the people that you're dating and where the heck, what neighborhood they're from. Mm -hmm. And then it just shows how much of, like, to me, how much of a bullshitter he is. Like, there's no way you want to monogamously be with this person if you're a special box eater that doesn't even Mm -hmm. know that you come from Brown. You know, that doesn't even really know you. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't. Well, maybe he doesn't care what she knows about him. He doesn't care about anything well, is my thing. Like, it's too. not even, it's just about him possessing her. Because he's not, he's delusional about how connected he thinks he is with her. Right. It, it just makes no sense. She's also delusional too. Like, I, it's just it's weird delusion. The whole thing is fucking weird. He starts talking about how hard he had it and how he's been able to secure a better life for his son who his son he describes his son as somebody who's intelligent and aware and knows that he has a better life and knows where he came from and how hard his dad works and shit like that and then we cut to jamie's wife yeah. cheryl while, he, while this conversation is happening it's so great this these, i actually enjoyed these scenes this cut into each right, other right right so it, it cuts into a video of their son virgil 
um, on YouTube in whiteface yep. with four white boys in blackface, blackface. with nigga t-shirts. <laughs> and it's a rap video. It is it is pretty hilarious. So we, we're again cutting from that to Jamie going on and on about his son. His wife texts him that there's an emergency. Come the fuck on. And he finally leaves Nola's house in a huff um, because he has to go see what's going on with his son. Yeah. Then we cut to Shemekka. Back to Shemekka. Shit on Shemekka. Yes. We cut to Shemekka in a seedy motel. She's there to get the butt injections with Lady May, who I is. I say that I like her coat. <laughs> I love her coat. I love the coat too. Super wearing. cute. They did. They did well with that. They did. It reminded me of this blue coat they have at H and M that I was thinking about, but I was like, "Do I need that blue?" Uh, blue I know coat? that coat. I don't really like it. Yeah, I didn't like the the color. I didn't think was good for me. I don't like it, yeah. but I like Shemekka's coat. Yes, Shemekka's coat is very cute. Mm-hmm. They got that right. Yes, with the fashion. Okay, <laughs> I would like that coat. So she meets Lady May, who is a tall woman with a cartoonishly misshaped butt. But. It's cartoonishly large. It's misshaped. Um, and she tells her, she's also very gruff mm-hmm. and violent with Shemekka. Um, she tells her to get on the bed. She gives her drugs to swallow with some alcohol. The whole situation. Yeah, it's all seedy. It's all seedy. It's unsanitary. She just seems like a horrible, horrible woman. But that's how you treat people like Shemekka. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Why would I treat you like a whole person? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Even in, I don't know, it just seemed so extra. I know scary bad things happen mm-hmm. like that and that there are people like that. So this is the woman who's doing like down low butt jobs yeah. and butt injections. Mm-hmm. But it was it was a bit much. So she... It, it was a lot. I think, I think that was the point that we're, Shemekka kind of warrants this. Right, right. Yeah. Because of who she is, mm-hmm. why she wants to do this, and mm-hmm. all of this stuff. That well, this is just how it is when you when you do uh, stuff like this, yes. w- or when you're this type of girl. This is the shit that happens yes. to you. And so she's in the hotel. So Lady May is to do the butt jobs. She tells Shemekka to lay on the bed or whatever. She lays down. Shemekka asks if it's gonna hurt. Lady May is like, Nah, it's painless. And then she uh, like fucking uh, slams a needle into Shemekka's butt. butt Whatever the the filler is to fill her butt. To inject that stuff in. And Shemekka is screaming her lungs out. And she's like, I thought you said this didn't hurt. She's screaming. She's crying. Uh, Lady May tells her to stop screaming. You're going to wake up the neighborhood screaming like a little bitch. What the fuck, Mm -hmm. yo? Yeah. It's almost like if you see this, if you saw the movie, how... um, there was a rape in the movie. Yes. Like, it's like we have to abuse. A there black has to woman. be some violence towards a black woman because yeah. this is and what it's happens, warranted. and it's there the black woman's fault. Yeah, this is what happens to you when you're this type of person. Yeah, it's like we cannot, we can't get past that. Like there has to be some lesson. Like if you want to be this type of black girl, this, this is, is going to happen to you, and that's just what it's it. Um, and we don't explore the reasons why Shemekka nope. is this type of black girl or why she wants this butt shot. We don't explore none of that shit. The whole moral of the story is. Don't be that kind of black don't girl. Don't be doing that. Yeah, don't be doing it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Don't be doing it. You be can't doing be doing that. that. See what happens. You can't be doing that. See what happens. Yeah. So the other thing with this is like, Lady May, this is not your first butt injections client. You know these women scream. Have, if you're concerned about them waking up the neighborhood, have her bite into a pillow. But that was the other thing about how graphic and insane they wanted yeah. this to be. Mm-hmm. Is like, no, don't bite into a pillow. We're just going to have to have her scream and you're going to call her a little bitch. Like, what? what? And... Yes, Lady May is big and gruff and mad tall, right? It's still a black girl code. The same way that you in a seedy motel, if you're trying to tell us that certain type of women go get this done, 
You could run into a seedy ass, sketchy ass black girl, and if you scream at her like that, she's gonna fuck you up in that yeah. hotel room. Mm-hmm. It's just y'all two. Which is why outside there's a guard or whatever. Like this, exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. This, this I not... just can't. I can't see a lady maid popping off like that. Like you don't know what you're gonna get. Is it? Is a certain? I I do see lady maid popping off like that. Mm-hmm. Um, because to be in those spaces where you are. Um, doing something illegal like this right. is illegal with shade. Like usually, those people in those spaces, um, you have to be like that because yeah. you don't know what's coming in. You right. don't know what. That's why you have the guard outside. Yeah. Like people could rob you. Mm-hmm. Like there's just it's illegal activity happening. So yeah. I get why she would be um for the. I I, I get it. Yeah, I, I just I, I I hear you. It just I feel like she. I don't know. I guess maybe her tone to me is also taking. She, I feel like she makes too many assumptions of her client. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like it just like yeah, you got a guard outside, but she could still fucking cut your throat like in here. I don't know. I guess. Mm-hmm. I don't, yeah, I don't see that. But mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So that whole thing is happening. Mm-hmm. So then we cut from that, right? So Shemeka is being punished for being Shemeka. And we cut to Jamie and his wife, Cheryl, on the way to visit Virgil's school mm-hmm. and talk to his teachers about this viral YouTube video. Um, Cheryl, who is being portrayed like a violent white woman. Yeah. Cheryl, who we mentioned before, is a very, very light-skinned slash passing black woman. Yeah. She blames Jamie for this video, this viral video that her son has posted. She says that these are your hood rat genes coming through. She says a bunch of stuff to him that is, I would call, very racist and classist shit. as hell. Yeah, her whole persona is, I am a violent white lady who is also a black woman. It was very, it was weird to me. He's talking to her and she asked him to stop talking so ghetto. It's like they just fucking met that day. Yeah, it's like they just met that day, but it's also like I never really heard him speak like that. So it was like, wait, when does he do, like he does this? You know what I'm saying? They have a whole ass kid. All of a sudden now he's saying, like doing this hood speak Mm -hmm. um, because now we know he's from Brownsville. So now we know he has the capacity to do that all of a sudden in episode fucking, what is episode five? Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden in episode five, now this happens. It was just strange to me that he was even talking like, like when he was doing, I'm like, wait, what? Mm -hmm. Huh? Oh, it's because I learned he's from Brownsville. Right. And now it's okay for him to talk like that. But Cheryl has known him for at least the fucking 12 years that they've that been the, raising that little white boy. Yeah. She's not. <laughs> it's not white. He's Whatever. Black. Whatever. He did light skin to it. Yes. No, absolutely. Uh-huh. But they wanted to, they were like, give me the lightest black yeah, child. I have, I have some find. stuff about that later. Yeah. So, yeah, she's talking to him like she just met, like she knows nothing of his past and like she's a violent white lady. So I, I just thought that for her to be a black woman in New York. I just thought it was really... Yeah, it was really like, where are they... Who is this woman? Yeah, I'm like, where is she from? It was very strange. Like, is she from Baldwin Hills? <laughs> you know, like some... Perhaps. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like did she just move her, yeah, her son Yeah, there to New York. Like, like what like, is what? this? So that was weird. And then she says that um, Jamie tells her to stop raising Vir- Virgil, like race doesn't matter. And mm-hmm. I'm thinking, what is Jamie, a black man from Brownsville, doing to counter that shit? If he feels like his very light-skinned wife who acts like a violent white woman, if he feels like she is raising their son in a way that's counterintuitive to being a black man, what the fuck is your role in all this? Um, he what are you doing? doesn't have presence in anything. Right. 
You know, like he yeah. really feels like he's involved in shit that he's not. It's, his character is really strange to me because mm. he really think he be doing stuff. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like he really think he's actively in these people's lives. Mm-hmm. And the way they presented on this show, he like really it isn't. Right. And Nola's life and his, his estranged wife life mm-hmm. and his son's life. But he he, he acts as if he's actively um, raising his son yeah. or he's actively trying to share a space with Nola mm-hmm. or, you know, it's just, it's, he's really strange to right. me. And generally black women, like, so to me, we, we learn, like when you learn he's from Brownsville and shit like that, this is like a New York ass nigga. You know what I'm saying? It's not uncommon for somebody from where he's from to come up and like become a rich motherfucker yeah. like and find a hustle in different ways mm-hmm. whether that be through education or whatever and women typically if you're in new york women like and appreciate that shit yeah so the way that she as a, a black woman right was talking to him like don't that's not that's not we don't do that in new york he's a light-skinned villain yeah yes yeah yes he's a light-skinned villain yeah so I thought that was strange. I mm-hmm. feel like that there could have been some way to project her as holding a lot of respectability politics, which they both they both have, yeah, without portraying her as a uh, racist white lady. Yeah, that's, that's why that's why um, earlier in this series when mm-hmm. we when we met his um, wife, it was just like I know that they casted her because she right. had to be this light skinned villain. Like that could have been any color black woman who had these kind of like mm-hmm. classes. Um, respectable right. black things but it was like let's make it be this damn near white looking mm-hmm. person do this right. as if that's as like as if we are and I say we as the light skinned person mm-hmm. on the show as if we are the representation for anti-blackness within the black community yeah. Yeah. as if we are the as the people who carry the torch for respectability politics within the black community yeah like and y'all the only ones doing that exactly and, it's just like- and black people know we come in all different shades and there are people of all different shades in jack and jill it's people of all different shades yep. that carry these anti-black ideas about black folks mm-hmm. that carry these classist elitist ideas about black folks that think that there are black folks and niggas that think that there that this there's this one way to be a black person yeah. like that those people come in all different shades and while we are as light-skinned people we benefit physically from this yeah. colorism and mm-hmm. shit like that. We are not running around carrying the torch for anti black. So there's her, there is um Mars when he says that dumb half nigga shit. Oh yeah. Um then that. later in the episode where the that when um Jamie finally has a conversation with his son, mm-hmm. it just seems like the light skinned people in here. Mm-hmm. Even um Clarinthia, the girl I don't like. Yeah, they're all Clarinda. like they have like weird disillusions they're villain, about villain. Yeah, yes, yeah, characters. they're all villain like or they're all like the son isn't villain. He does a villainous thing, like right. that video. He's not a villain, but it's like they are they're tone deaf or skin tone deaf right all of the light-skinned people are like skin tone deaf and Mm -hmm. it's like nah i don't know light-skinned people like that it's just really fucking weird that it's the light-skinned like all of the Mm -hmm. light-skinned characters Mm -hmm. have Mm -hmm. that same kind of like light-skinned tone deafness where they don't even like it's just it's gross it's very strange to Mm -hmm. me and and again i'm not saying that light-skinned folks are um are not included in this group of people who are anti-black, yeah. but that's the all black people that's thing. All, yeah. You know what I'm saying? But not in this, not in this Nola world. Not in this, in this world. <laughs> yeah, I, I know. I'm like, how come all these lights came, like all of them is like that? Yeah. <laughs> it's very strange. Mm-hmm. It's very strange. And then we cut to them at Virgil's school and they're talking to the school admin 
who reveals that this video that Virgil did, and and honestly, I didn't appreciate or enjoy any of the time spent getting to know Jamie or his wife or this little baby. Mm -hmm. I really like it was this was painful for me, honestly, (laughs) honestly. And again, as the light skinned bitch on this couch, I don't mind critiques of colorism and I don't mind a mirror being held up to like light skin privilege and shit like that. But just this kind of blind villainy of light skinned folks without talking about actual colorism yeah. and shit like that. It's, they try to weird. have they try to give you a message or teach you something, but there's right. no context to what they are teaching. Nothing. You. It's just like light skins are evil. It's Stay like, away from throughout them. this whole thing. Like they let's teach you a lesson, but there's no context. They're light skinned. That's the problem. It's, just, yeah. it's really half done. Yeah, so that was weird. Mm-hmm. Um so he reveals that this nigga video was a school assignment. And the job was to create a viral video and the shit went viral. And (laughs) I did it. (laughs) (laughs) They did the assignment. And so Jamie gives several examples of other um, hateful words that if this video were made and these other hateful words that are applied to non-black people were used, would we think that this was as light of an issue? Would we take, you know, not taking it as seriously? And Cheryl interjects by saying that I have a white friend who writes at the New York Times and what would what would they say? What would she think of all this? And that is when the school administrator backs down and finally apologizes yeah. for this video. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He says that he him or his dad marched with Dr. King, his dad, I guess, marched with Dr. They King. All, they've all they've all doctor. They've marched, all done it. But right. they were they yeah. weren't there were white people in the march, but not that many. So like how all of y'all all y'all related how to all y'all these, seven, these seven white people. Yeah, that, how yeah. all y'all daddies. Huh? It was weird. It was weird. Um, when the school admin at the end of that says, hashtag Black Lives Matter, it sounds uh, actually just as authentic as when Nola said it in the first episode. <laughs> so I couldn't even fault him. I'm like, shit, when Nola said it, the shit sounded as sterile and random as, as it did then. Black lives matter what are we talking about what is even happening wrote that episode right let's move on (laughs) so now nola we we move away from the school and nola is going to see rockaletta moss in her office but she's a dingbat so she's a fucking dingbat and uh she's there a day early (laughs) okay (laughs) so what the fuck so Rockaletta Moss is like, you're here fucking early, but okay, sit down, we'll talk. And Rockaletta Moss calls her out for using art. She says that Nola is using her art to explore the uh, sexual trauma and other traumas of these children mm-hmm. without any expertise. And Rockaletta Moss then shares her... Pr- and when I say expertise, I mean expertise in dealing with trauma yeah, and mental health type issues mm-hmm. and shit like that or whatever. Rockaletta then shares her personal trauma experience. Um... And then I, in my notes, I have here, Nola is a stupid bitch because I was quite offended by her too. response to this. Me so Rockletta Moss pours her heart out and, and it's, it's not so sensitive and touching, but she shares that I am also, I also come from this background. Mm-hmm. I am one of these kids. My mother prostituted me. I was... Um, in foster care yes um, yes yeah yeah in, in foster care i was sexually abused i was 13 years old i was finally adopted by these two loving people who helped put, put me on the right path and yada yeah. yada yada and then nola's stupid bitch she's like do you reckless like do you, do you understand where i'm coming from do you get me this thing this stupid says, bitch she says yes and she's can i ask you a question do you always refer to yourself in the third person let me tell you something all of that i would have snatched Someone, that bitch 
Rockaletta would have snatched her up yeah. or kicked her out or something. Yes, she would have she would have got fired that day mm-hmm. because there's no way. There is no way. And again, Nola is a grown ass black that's woman. How, that's how disconnected she is from trauma. Like, right. How I so, hate her so much. She is. She's a horrible person. She's horrible. She's like horrible. Like, but, as a person who recently experienced trauma when you had that street harassment. Right. Um situation like how are you that quickly disconnect from someone else's trauma she's, and trauma experience she's not connected you act, to anything she's a dingbat is she high all the time i don't know i don't know and then just just mm-hmm. let's say that she didn't connect to it you don't talk to grown black folks like that you know what i'm saying you don't like but you she just was, don't she was raised by artists artist and, wolves and um those kind of parents are different i, don't I guess know. i don't i don't get it this is it's so culturally off to me and then i just feel like i feel like this is when it gets, just brings me to like i feel like how this is show is not really intersectional like no. she's yeah. just she's just a woman who does art and dates a lot of men yeah she's not a black woman She's not like it's all these cultural codes. I feel like that even if you're a dingbat, you're you have some type of black ass manner. Yeah, I agree. I, it's, it's almost as if she just floats around and all of these things happen around her. Yeah, and uh, yeah, like she literally just floats around and all mm-hmm. of this real shit happens around her, and mm-hmm. it's just like oh, and that's that's how kind of how I've. I won't say it because it's like later episodes, okay. but ugh, I was really, I was really disgusted by that. And I just feel like there is a, there is a code and there is a, a safety amongst black women that I feel like none of that. She doesn't, she have. doesn't have any of that. Like none of it. Not even sometimes. She has no like black woman code. None. Like none. none. And again, she's too old for this. It's not even, she's yeah. not 23 even like, it's just so weird. It's so weird, mm-hmm. and it, and it's painful to watch as a black woman. I just feel like I am being so dismissed in this story yeah. about a woman like me that like it's just weird. It's not a woman like you. You're absolutely right, but it's what, just fucking. What are you talking about? It's just fucking weird. She's, there's no woman like that. There's no woman like that, right? <laughs> women don't have multiple sex partners, or else they would just be a mess and a disaster. Yeah, like Nola. Ugh. So that was that was I found incredibly upsetting, and that conversation was weird. We move on. So it's now dark, and it cuts back to the motel. Shemekha's still in there getting the ass shots, and um, it's violent and it's crazy. Mm-hmm. So we're just supposed to know that she's still there. We cut now to Jamie and his son having a heart-to-heart about the N-word. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's clear that this is the first time they've ever met each other or sat down and have a conversation. This is like the It just seemed like they were two strangers sitting, sitting on, on a stoop. The stoop. Was it even their talking. stoop? I don't even know. I think it was. it was their stoop, I think. I'm going to say that it was, okay. and I'll tell you why in a few. Um, so they have a heart-to-heart about the N-word. Virgil is going on about how they're from a different, different generation, and these words don't matter as much anymore. It's interesting to me a little bit. I will say that I connected a little bit with the idea that, like, you think that you have taught your kids. I have nephews who I'm very close mm-hmm. to, nephews and a niece. You think that you have taught them as much about blackness as possible, but they still have their own lived experience yeah. at their age. Mm-hmm. And so you're teaching them things from your perspective. And sometimes, even though you think there is not, sometimes there is a disconnect. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? One of my nephews is, um, well, I guess two of them, actually. 
Um, my oldest nephew, where he lives in Charlotte, he says there are people who think that he is white. Mm-hmm. And we know he does not look white no. at all. Um, but I could see how white people who are not familiar with black people would be like, well, you must be. I mean, what yeah, the heck? Your skin is right. similar to exactly. Like, yeah. On there's, the same. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's that. And then my other nephew, he, to me, is ambiguously, I guess he's ambiguously ethnic out there, ambiguously non-white, mm-hmm. I would say. So I feel like sometimes the way that I watch him communicate and the group of friends that he hangs out with that I see through social media, sometimes I wonder, how is he using his light skin privilege? Yeah. How is he connected with his blackness? What is his relationship with this group of other ambiguously non-white yeah. kids, mm-hmm. some, some of who are white? And I know... Because I've seen it, I know that sometimes they use the N-word and other racial epithets or homophobic slang yeah. or whatever. Casually, I've had to reach out and say, hey, listen, this is not funny. Yeah. Have them delete this. Mm-hmm. And he's listened to that. But just the fact that it could get there, yeah. you know what I'm saying? It, it's just, you know, it, it, it reminded me of this, how this could happen mm-hmm. in a black ass family. Yeah, you know can. what I'm saying? Definitely so can. I found that dialogue interesting. And then when Virgil says to his dad that he was recognizably black for a change and he liked that feeling of belonging into into somewhere and being seen by others as what he is mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying yeah. so i thought that that was interesting and it reminded me of that i want to touch a bit on like i guess the disconnect you're saying about, like you can raise a child and it can still be some kind of disconnect right on whatever mm-hmm. i also want to add that a lot of times i was talking about this earlier today that black people have experienced so much trauma that we don't want right. to always keep like we do want to tell these things to our children and mm-hmm. to the people that but it's just so much fucking trauma yes that is like i don't always want to have i this want you to be a kid yeah i want you to be yeah. a kid i don't want to always just be sitting across from you explaining the word fucking explaining nigger. trauma and scary horrible things yeah, yeah. it's just so yeah. much trauma that is i, I, I guess I'm, i don't have um children mm-hmm. and i do have nieces and nephews but I can, for me, I try to be the fun one because it's mm-hmm. just so much fucking trauma. Right. That it's just like, this yeah. is, that's a lot. Yeah. It's like a, it's like trying to balance the line between, well, you need to know and you will know when it's time to yeah, know. Yeah, exactly. You know, be free, make mistakes, yes. that kind of mm-hmm. thing. So at the end of this exchange with the strange boy who's supposed to be his son, um, he says, let's go for a walk down by the promenade. So if you're a New Yorker, this is when you're supposed to know that they're fucking rich. Because I felt like they this was. They live by the promenade. Which is, the, right yes, there. the real estate in the, the over there is it's wild expensive. Wild That's expensive. one of the most expensive places Looks to live beautiful. in New York City. And But it, I get. Well, New York. Right. Yeah, but mm-hmm. now I get why they're always walking by the water. <laughs> Right. Him walk, he, like they're always walking i'm like why is yeah. by the water what the fuck mm-hmm. so his proximity yes. to that is it's a sense. fucking sign yeah. of wealth yeah mm-hmm. if you're if you're a new yorker you're supposed to know this nigga is yeah. loaded so now we are they take us to nola and reggie they look to be in the school at the library yes. nola shows reggie um an art book and they have a conversation about words and they talk about ho and how other words can cheapen your value. Mm-hmm. And then Reggie, Reggie says yes. that being a hoe can be a great business. And Nola's like, do you know what you're saying? And she's like, yeah. So Reggie mentions, uh, look at Amber Rose, look at Nicki Minaj combined. They have 75 million followers on Instagram. Being a hoe can be a good business. And then we never explore. Nola asks if she knows what she's saying. Reggie says yes. But then we never explore what it means, like what these words mean or what's going on. Mm -hmm. Because basically Nola is like, you know, you can't repurpose these words. 
Slut still means slut. Hoe still means hoe. All mm-hmm. this, da 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 da. But we don't talk about what what they when you say hoe means yeah. hoe. What, what does what that does mean? mean? What, what does, does it that mean? mean? And then when they pick the woman they pick, um, these are women who are to me just being women. Like I don't understand right. why that is attached to the hoe. I because don't. These I guess I don't. Women are like because they talk about having sex or they talk about sucking dick. Yeah, or, that's but yeah, but it's like. Does and why are and, it, and if if if, if, if that's if how they're, they're defining hoes, then what are you? Why is Nola, Nola not a hoe? Yeah, like what are you? Because Nola's, she's a, she has artist parents. Is that why she's not a hoe? Yeah, like, because I she don't. dresses like a forty-five-year-old white woman <laughs> that lives in Soho. Sorry, sixty-year-old white woman that lives in Soho and likes rock and roll, but not punk. Yeah, is that I, I don't get. What is that why I don't get what the distinction? Yeah, because if we're using these, these old-school labels, yeah. what is the distinction besides class? Yeah. the appearance of class is because yeah. they talk a certain way. What makes Nikki and Amber? hoes yeah. and nola not a hoe and if these they, words mean things exactly. what and what do these words mean why and how pick? you let that little girl walk away without talking about that she's 12 you said she was you just told you told everybody she was 12 yeah. how you let her walk away and grab her bag and, like, and y'all ain't right, talk about no, no, what no, she this, thinks these words mean there's no but yeah we, teach lessons in quotations very mm-hmm, loosely very with no loosely. context absolutely but we don't explore what these words mean because this show is about bitches and hoes versus queens Nola has multiple sex partners, but she doesn't look like an IG model. But so no. it's okay, okay for her to do whatever she's doing. Yeah. It's okay and to ex- we frame it as exploring and all this stuff. Within this episode, we see her friend being mutilated to to look like these egg models and look right. like these people because like, she and she deserves to be punished yes. for it because she's a hoe. Because she's a hoe, not Nola. And we don't know anything about her sex life. We know but nothing. Nothing. As about far her as sex we're life. concerned, actually, she's not having sex because she's still hung up on her ex. Yeah. She raises her daughter. She goes to work. Works. She's a busy ass she bitch. She has bad jobs. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know? But yeah. in this show, she is the hoe because mm-hmm. she decides she wants to get butt injections. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. And looks ridiculous. a certain way and mm-hmm. talks a certain way. So these way. things have to, like, it's not we by see, accident yeah. that these things are written into the same episode. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um. So then we cut to Nola at her house because you just let a twelve-year-old walk away into the <laughs> night without fucking talking about what these words mean. Into the night. Yeah, well, that's what it felt like to me. Yo, it was like she just let little Reggie walk off. Okay, bitch. So now she's What's back crazy home. Is that because Reggie's Reggie's twelve mm-hmm. and like even though I don't think she schooled her whoever whoever wrote that probably think they schooled um Nola mm-hmm. but Nola Nola stood there looking schooled yeah but his twelve year old who also said nothing they're both there saying <laughs> nothing to each other and Nola was like oh oh <laughs> like what was the lesson here except don't be like Shemeka the whole series about don't be like Shemeka girls like Shemeka deserve to get abused oh gosh anyway so. Yeah, we cut to Nola's apartment, and Jamie has sent Nola a bunch of art supplies, which is great. Um, Nola also gets a, a letter from Rockaletta Moss in support of her work. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this this show closes with Nola's closing words on Rockaletta Moss and how Rockaletta uses the Rockaletta Moss speaks in the third person because she is out she operates outside of her body and so she has removed herself from her traumatic experiences and what I want to say to Nola about Rockaletta Moss Mm -hmm. is to keep her Her name name out your your fucking mouth okay you have no respect for a woman like her that's right 
That's right. You don't respect a woman like Rockaletta Moss. You don't respect her experience. So don't give me this black woman. I can see this other black woman. And the reason why she operates outside of her body is because of the trauma that she's experienced. And that's how you cope. And it's with, I know women like Rockaletta. Keep Rockaletta's name out your fucking yeah, mouth because you you're not connected to us connected or her experience. You're not connected to anyone. That, so that irritated me because they have, they show nola acting like a barn animal and then they want to give us these <laughs> monologues at the beginning at the end like every she time she opens her mouth she's lying she only has sense when she talks to her she does a monologue that's the other thing that's the, you know what for a moment i was like well maybe maybe we're not supposed to like her but then every episode you give me two monologues by this bitch like i'm supposed to be valuing or taking something out yeah, of what she's yeah. saying it's very offensive i was very Look, offended by I her don't talking have conversation about with dingbats and no. y'all are making me have conversations i don't want to talk to her every monologue and <laughs> listen protect rockaletta moss okay keep keep her name out of your mouth how about you do that word i feel like i feel like nola is a real life person and i met the wanda wise and she's lovely <laughs> nola though it's on site for me nola it is on oh, site. Gosh. you want to take a quick break yeah let's take a quick break all right so hey y'all hey thank you for listening to these fucking review episodes joe of we gotta have we it. gotta fucking have it our she's gotta have a review series mm-hmm. you know we also do like an actual fucking podcast a whole ass podcast we do if you have not been listening to tea with queen and jay podcast please make sure you do that shit we drop a new episode every, every tuesday. tuesday and we are there dismantling white supremacist patriarchal capitalism one episode at a time that's right we're talking politics pop culture and liberation over every week tea. over tea it's dope Get subscribe that's right you're here already press subscribe now you mm-hmm. love us we're friends for life get into it so we are back and we're black <laughs> Sorry, i brought that from our other, other show. show you did not we wanted to talk about the hashtag yes. title of episode five so the hashtag uh the title of that show was hashtag for my niggas and my bitches mm-hmm. and in parentheses all words matter you wanted to say something about the term niggas yeah so the term niggas really annoys me the way that many people use it so i have come across mostly from black men mm-hmm. who um niggas is a word for king um from ethiopian ethiopian semitic languages mm-hmm. for back in the day like 1890s like maybe even further than that actually i'm always mixed up you know how it comes backwards at some point but anyway it doesn't matter we're not in history class um (laughs) so that's where that words come from but Mm -hmm. for some reason people try to use that word as niggas like nah they're calling us kings like it's the same thing Mm -hmm. and it always irks me because i'm like no if you know how languages work things can sound similar and be be totally unrelated totally unrelated Mm -hmm. mean completely different things like this is not it's not the same thing yeah. like we are not niggas when someone's calling you a nigger <laughs> they are not like calling you a king, king. Yeah. I, I, really, I highly doubt any slave yeah. master was like get that king mm-hmm. <laughs> like yeah that. and i don't, personally i think if people want to say that i'm saying niggas and mm-hmm. i'm not saying niggas if that's what you want to do for yourself that's okay but don't try and tell me that this word came from, from that the, word yes you could say listen i say nigga casually but i'm actually saying saying niggas yeah that's like, what I, that's what I, i'm I doing but don't try and convince me that these words yeah. were, see but actually if you know your history <laughs> No. Yeah, they're not I, the same. And when I seen the hashtag, I was just like, because um, like we said, the parentheses or words matter. It mm-hmm. was just like, shit, this from the top, you're going to like fuck with me and yeah. like do this shit to me. Mm-hmm. But I guess as we watch the episode, we see that it's supposed to be this conversation on the play on words 
bullshit um you brought up something that is actually very important is that we in that an episode five how they decide to um jamie and his son like we actually can sit down and break down the word nigger and explore that part of blackness but when it comes to like womanism and sitting down when when nola and reggie are sitting we Mm -hmm. have a black woman and a black girl and it's your time to talk about what these these things what these words mean to women and how this affects these black women and this black girl Mm -hmm. and we don't discuss exactly. anything really but we, could, but we could is, do it with these men though right the only dialogue between these women is you know a hoe is still a hoe right and she's like yeah i know but you can make money but hoes make money exactly when we're not talking about we're not dismantling okay what does hoe actually yes. mean what does slut exactly. actually mean and then it feeds into that narrative of people be like hoes be winning like you gotta be a hoe to win hoes right. be winning right, right. Is, what but, is a fucking Oh. or this and dismantling these words yeah uh, and and this it was to me it was just overtly dismissive of the notion that yeah okay i'm a hoe that's what it is you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. and when we say that what are we saying what we're saying exactly. is that hoes don't exist that's not a thing yeah a slut is not a thing if you're somebody who enjoys sex you're somebody who enjoys sex you know what i'm saying also, and then I don't understand how they bring up, they say, they say Amber Rose. I think they say mm-hmm. Nicki Minaj, Nicki Minaj remember. and Amber Rose. And these are women who we don't know their sexual partners, but mm-hmm. the, if they're hoes and they're making money off of them, who is Nola sitting across from her who we know her sexual history and we right. know she has these different partners? Yes. How come they're hoes and she's not a hoe? Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. it's, um, yeah. you, you brought up classism. Like, is it like a thing because she's an artist and her mm-hmm. parents uh, raised her in a barn, right. this artistic barn? And like, yeah. why What's this differentiation? Like, mm-hmm. why is this happening mm-hmm. here? Which um, it's very it's weird, and that's that's a part of why it should have been defined. Like, what do we mean? Why would we define by... anything for women in exactly. the show? Exactly, a show for exactly. a show where the protagonist is a black woman. Why would we? Ex- why would we why have would we do... these in depth conversations why would we have black women about conversations? fucking black feminist theory? Yeah, and shit? Why, would why would we do we, this? Because why what, would we do that? Black feminism doesn't exist. Yes, black people only come in men, and women only come in white. Yes, and so there's no exploration of this at all. How you? sit across from a little black girl and y'all don't have that conversation it's fucking disgusting i'm fucking over this episode let's move on to episode number fucking six yep episode six episode six hashtag he got it all mixed up parentheses dyslexia so this episode we actually open in mars apartment thank god i've had enough of nola so we're in mars apartment and he is talking to what he's calling the martians Telling them... Because he has a fan base and shit, I guess. I thought that was funny and cute. <laughs> <laughs> no, but he's a character. He does seem like somebody who would have a little bit of like a, maybe a social media following if he was tapped in. You know what I'm saying? I guess. I guess. I don't know. This, like We hardly know about social media on this show. True. So I would not know. All of a sudden, he's using an Instagram story or maybe Snapchat. Right. I, uh-huh. I don't know. I don't know. But he's got Martians. He calls his followers Martians. And he's telling them his, his Jordan story and about the best memories that he had of his dad. And so I, fa- I thought this was good to inject in here because it kind of explains why a man his age is Jordan fresh instead of like sneakerhead fresh. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like this is a man who only has jordans he's not like oh i have all the fresh kicks he's not obsessed with fucking supreme he's specifically he doesn't even have yeezys doesn't have yeezys he's specifically a jordan fanatic Mm -hmm. so i like that they injected this story as to okay why is somebody his his age so obsessed with michael jordan Mm -hmm. so that was cool i had a friend like that he even named his cat jordan (laughs) (laughs) that's funny 
Mars talks about oh so we cut where it's at that was like a little scene in his apartment and then we cut to a scene of Mars he's now outside and he's talking about Onyx defacing Nola's 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 artwork and then he tells us that it's like a little Mars montage he then is somewhere else talking about how dyslexia is his superpower Mm -hmm. so now we learn about his dyslexia Dyslexia. it seemed a little bit random but okay so now we know about that it's it's very random yeah i understand yeah so we cut to nola waiting outside and she's waiting outside of her brownstone and nola actually has asked she's wearing an ugly outfit again yeah (laughs) i just dismissed it as like the norm and you could tell that whoever designed whoever put that together they thought they was yeah they did it was one of those shoulder move like outfits okay um (laughs) so yeah her jacket was cute that's this, it. All the pieces separately but, no, were fine, but, but the, yeah, it was, we're talking about the outfit. Yeah, the outfit. The it outfit was very was strange. Ugly. It was very when strange. they try to like, I guess, have her dress her age. It's yeah. still, or what you would assume a twenty something living in New York would wear. It's still horrible. Yeah, she either looks like a woman, white woman in her sixties, or mm-hmm. uh, I don't know what else. She looks like a white woman of color. That's <laughs> a mess. Nola has him drive her art to the dis the diastopian art show is that day so she asked him to to bicycle the artwork over there tells him to please not go in and she he takes the bike with her artwork and then she takes She's a taxi such a shithead. why can you help me bring this stuff to my show mm-hmm. i always talk to you about my art you mm-hmm. even know about my like little side thing right you're trying Comf- to find out who defaced my artwork Clark doing all of yeah. this shit go to my art show don't go in don't go inside he, at this stage he doesn't know it's the art show yet yeah but i'm yeah. Th- like she's fucking right he is peddling her art somewhere mm-hmm. why would you think he wouldn't eventually realize what the fuck he was supposed to pellet it there and then leave it in front of the building and leave it there yeah. like what She's well, a, everybody is her mule. So, yeah, I guess that's just what he was she's there just for. Walking, she's just living life like a white man. Yeah. yeah, <laughs> yeah. So she takes a taxi and oh, she asked for it is playing on the taxi TV uh-huh. in the background. Um, the taxi driver has what I think is supposed to that's supposed to be like a, some sort of South Asian accent. I don't know. Yeah, I think so. And he says that he recognizes Nola from She Asked For It. And she's like, what the fuck? I was never on that show. So I understand that dialogue. Sometimes you will get into a taxi and the taxi driver is being mad, reckless, and racist. However. However. She's got to have it. Whoever's idea this was, they decided to give the taxi driver this cartoonish accent. It's a really bad one. It was bad, and it was supposed to be it's, comical, it's, um, and it's it was mocking, mocking, and inauthentic. Yes. And it was, um, it undercut the point that she got in the cab and was being harassed. Yes, because I've been attacked in a taxi, and I, I I've been harassed by so many taxi drivers. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not funny. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. We shouldn't be making a mockery of accents. It just, it just blurs. And I guess this, this is this touches on like reality for some people is that we talk about the bad things that happen to us as people of color and then we shit on other people of color yeah i was just like why is this happening it was terrible why does deportation it was akin to thank you come again to a pool yeah it was was, was just it was it was just it was really really gross and then we don't we only hear the person we don't even like Mm -hmm. this person doesn't even exist visually like Mm -hmm. they're that not important that is like you know you, we never cut right. to the cab driver anything it's mm-hmm. just like probably it was just let's just do this voice mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. person is nothing. They don't need to be seen. Right. I did not like that shit. Yeah. While she's in the taxi, she calls Shemekha to ask her what's up. Um, and we realize that both of their big nights are that night. Shemekha is performing at the cabaret for the first time. Yep. And this is Nola's big night of her art show. So both of them seem to have forgotten. Nola, we know, cares about no one and only herself. So we know for sure that she was told and yeah. that Nola forgot. Shemekha, I'm sure because if Shemekha showed her her butt. <laughs> like thought and process of her right. butt. And she, she showed a picture of her butt mm-hmm. and they had this conversation mm-hmm. about what did you do anything? Whatever. So I'm sure she did. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, right. And we know that Nola is self-serving and all about self. Mm-hmm. Shemekha already, again, she has a daughter. She's got butt shots. She's got a lot going on. Yeah. She's got a lot on her plate. Shemekha lies about going to see the doctor on like Park Avenue or some yeah, shit. And, and she's, she's back, back at, at the, the hotel. Spot. Right. So now we cut back to Mars. He's dropped off Nola's artwork. And of course he goes inside and him and Clorinda end up having this tense exchange. Yeah. It's just fucking tense. And that's when Mars realizes that he was not invited mm-hmm. to Nola's art show and he gets upset. And he gives some weird exit speech and starts talking about his dyslexia. He's but like, I might. Nola was there, right? Is yeah, Nola this there is when Nola... Yeah, she, okay. she's there. Mm-hmm. And he's like, why didn't you invite me? And I know that, you know, I'm dyslexic. And so you see art and I see rat, but I still could understand art. It was was very weird. I didn't understand the exchange at all. I felt like he was trying to say, you don't think I'm good enough to be here. Mm -hmm. But we had no precedence. Like, it was just weird. It's like they only speak about these things right when we need to know right which is stupid there's no build-up to mm-hmm. these things like there's no build-up to it's it's just i don't it hurts my brain it was very so they have that argument it's over doc she's back with dr jameson in her therapy session and we see nola's art on the wall which i guess, yeah, I guess dr she jameson bartered, was okay with that barter I, bullshit uh, yeah yeah I'm which right. is nice and that's that's some black lady therapist shit that's like you know is what it, yeah. okay let's barter even though the way nola went about that shit was wild foul yeah you don't tell somebody at the end of the session that you can't pay <laughs> um <laughs> it's crazy so fucking crazy dumb. They're having their session and Nola seems to think that she's moved on from the assault as well as from her initial street artwork, which Mm -hmm. is My Name Isn't. And then she says that she sees the art show as a turning point. Did you have anything to say? Yes, I do. Because it seems as if like when it comes to the street, it's like she's classic with her art classist, even about art. So the street art shit is just some shit that I I needed to do to get Mm -hmm. out. And that's actually something that would have more um has a lot more tone a lot more right, depth. depth a lot more relevance a lot more mm-hmm. experiment experience there's like something living right. there and then she's but for her because she's such a dingbat and i feel like she's like this humanist who like just floats around and everything should be beautiful and whatever mm-hmm. i think she thinks art is only that art what's important is what she's doing in this art show because this though it's connected to the white supremacist idea of how we present art. Right. So it's in galleries and whatever. That other stuff is graffiti. That other stuff is like some mm-hmm. shit. But she she feels passionate about her street campaign. Right. Cause she would not be mad about Onyx mm-hmm. marking that shit up. Yeah. It's funny because it reminds me, we have seen this in other black women who will have their own project. You have this project. You have this resource. You have this thing that has got you 
uh, notarized, this thing that you claim to love so much, but you don't invest in yourself, you don't believe in, in yourself, yourself, and mm-hmm. you're constantly seeking to be in rooms with white people. Yeah. Approval from white people. Yeah. These white people are talking to me. I need to be here where these white people are. When if you took a minute to take a deep breath and see what you've created for yourself and invest in what you have, you have for yourself... yourself you might could do something because yeah. what you have, what you have is already valuable. Yeah. And so it, it just, yeah, that, that was interesting. And it reminded me of that. And that is something that actual real life ass black people do. Mm-hmm. Um, because we feel like we need some sort of this, official, this, yeah, this official stamp on it. So of, yeah, just, yeah. How just, you know, cause she's putting in work, mm-hmm. going around the city, hanging up. These, like you're right. putting in some fucking real, you're putting in labor for this mm-hmm. shit, but, but it's meaningless because it was something to counteract an experience so like it's just and it hasn't been there's no official stamp of approval yeah yeah it's yeah so that was interesting but it was it was also real yeah even the way that she talks about the mayor and and his work yeah you know what i'm Mm -hmm. saying just like oh you might see me homeless on the street yeah selling my my street if you see me selling my art on the street be sure you kick me or whatever that that is a Mm -hmm. recurring thing is that she doesn't really have respect for that Mm-hmm. Um, piece of it so that was or that kind of artist or an artist who street art right, period right. she doesn't mm-hmm. we cut to the art show um, and you see her there and Clorinda is there introducing four artists one of which is Nola Fab Five Freddy is standing up there and I'm mm-hmm. wondering what he's doing with these lames and then I realized that oh he's actually acting he's supposed to be one of these like yeah. you know artists Artist. here or whatever <laughs> but for a moment I'm like this dude actually like ran the streets with like Basquiat and he's we po- I'm supposed to believe that he's up here hanging out with this. Nola and these lanes yeah. anyway but no so he was acting so that was nice it was good to see him Nola looks uneasy in all the photos that she's taking I think she's she clearly- should be uneasy <laughs> Why? I, as a person who likes art, as a person who goes to places to like take in art, right. I just didn't see the cohesiveness of what this showing was. Right, right, right. You know, so mm-hmm. it was just, it really looked like her friend was like, my friend in. is in the show. Yeah. yeah, like I don't, it was no thought at to mm-hmm. her adding her friend in the show. And then right. for her to introduce it, like my homegirl, it, it was just like, mm-hmm. that. I don't know. It was just, yeah. you could, she just looked placed in it. Right, 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 mm-hmm. right. So Clorinda introduces us and Nola to this uh, cartoonishly ridiculous white man named Dean. Mm-hmm. So Dean is wild over the top. He has gold fronts. He has a black wife. They have a baby. Nothing wrong with being in an interracial relationship. But he is clearly appropriating black culture, yeah. black phrases. And it's incredibly over the top. There yes. is no subtlety in this shit. And... Uh, he says a few things they're saying that um you know he does this art series to capture the black woman's form and no one does it better like better than him and his black wife is there affirming this like yeah he's the best and this is here's one of the t-shirts that we sell and Mm. yada 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 he's what is it that he says nation building or yeah something black codified language Mm. or whatever that's ridiculous my problem with his character is that I felt, again, because I feel like this whole show is very black male centric. I felt like in 2017, right, black women like us, I feel like are more likely to run into a cartoonishly ridiculous black man mm-hmm. who is appropriating and erasing black women yeah. and using our voice yeah, to, to propel their own shit. Do I don't think that, yeah, they didn't need to introduce us to this fucking 1992 cartoonish but they white don't character. Know. They don't know. They don't know what black women deal with. They, they, Black women don't exist. Right. 
Right. This whole series mm-hmm. is just affirming that who these people don't think black women exist because right. there's ways that that experience could have happened to show this black woman erasure that you don't even need a white person around at all. Black men stay trying to erase us. If you li- if you even in the ways that we use social media, we actually always talk about this. How mm-hmm. we'll be doing some black girl shit and a black man and 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 let me. This is not like a standard like all black men do this. And I, I'm now I regret even yeah, saying that. Yeah, I'm like, that. why are you saying that? I don't know, but black men find ways to erase us and insert themselves into shit of which they don't belong and have nothing to do with. Yeah. So it would not be far fetched to have a black man and his black wife come up and talk about, Oh, well nobody captures the black female form. Like I do. And like a black man is going to know that's really what this whole show is that black men know more about old black men know more about young black women in our sex lives yeah. than and they we can do teach ourselves. Us. And and they can it teach is older us black men that what can teach a whole is how to and be, what's not right. It is older black men who could teach us how to be women. Right. Queens. Right. In particular. Yeah. So I, I felt like using the white guy in this was a cop out and it was not um, it just wasn't true to the shit that mm. black women deal with. Yeah. You know? And it is also like when they try to be comedic it's always bad. Like they're not good yeah. at being funny. Yeah. In the series at all, they are not good at being funny. Mm-hmm. There was no comedic person on right. it. I don't know. It's, they're not really good at being funny. Yeah, it was it was too cartoonish, and I and I know that it's supposed to be like a parody um thing. But they're not good at being funny, so right. it wouldn't even come off that. They're throughout this series. I know there's times where it's supposed to be something comical, mm-hmm. but their 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 comedic barometer is like yeah. horrible. It was it that was just cringeworthy and awkward for me. We finally meet Clorinda's old white man, mm-hmm. um, Danton, yeah. I believe his name is. And she says... Meet him formally because we've met him. Right. We met him in the bed. <laughs> right. Random. Like, yes. strange. Yes. Now we meet him formally outside of the bed with clothes on. <laughs> and, Standing. Right. Right. Clorinda <laughs> calls him a patron of the black arts. And I said, what? Huh? What was it? Excuse what? me? What is a patron of the black arts? Huh? What? Like the late... Well, he's not late. Uh-huh. The great... Little John said, uh-huh. what? Yeah. <laughs> that was weird. I mean, it was just weird. It was weird. I, don't, I, don't. I mean, I guess I describe some things as black art, but I just, I just. That was the thing too. Why everything had to be black art? This is black art. Black art. Art, art. Black, 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 black art. Like, there was, like at the exhibit, it's mostly black people. Yeah. All the artists are black. Like, I feel like we could just say art. Like, yeah. we're at this space where we can, like, Say we're at this art right. show, and we don't have to like put these indicators on of 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 blackness to mm-hmm. show, you know, like mm-hmm. you know how like if you if in white spaces they don't say white art, they don't say you know yeah. whatever, and it's because that's the standard. So if you know this is your show, this mm-hmm. is the standard that you created. That these are the artists that I fuck with. These are the this is the um how I'm gonna do this shit. Mm-hmm. I don't really feel the need to be like black art, black art. Black right. art, black art. This is person. He knows black art. He knows black. Like nah, he knows art. You know, mm-hmm. it's just it's just is really strange for me. Yeah. I feel like I feel like we should be past that. I get when there was a need to do that, mm-hmm. um, in Black American history where you had to say black because yeah. it, it meant something else. Because black was this horrible thing. Mm-hmm. So now we're embracing the word black and whatever. So I get that. I just feel like in 2017 maybe we should be um yeah. A little past that. Yeah, I found that patron of the black arts to be weird. Without, <laughs> I, I just feel like there's, I don't know, maybe some other conversations should have been like should have surrounded. We don't that. talk on this show, right? <laughs> Context. Mm-hmm. 
So Nola is now walking around because Clorinda told her, like, fucking walk around. Stop being so nervous and weird and standing by your art. So Nola is... And I'm the boss of you. And I'm the boss of you because I'm light-skinned and I'm evil. (laughs) So Nola is looking at the hot comb's head. Mm -hmm. Um, That was another artist at the show did that series of hot comb shit. Mm -hmm. And as she's exploring that, a woman approaches her to compliment her. And it's the original Mm -hmm. Nola Darling. So that was uh, Tracy Camilla Johns. And, uh, yeah, it's just a quick cameo. She says that she loves Nola's Nola's artwork. And they do that whole, you look familiar You look familiar. Yeah. That 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 annoyed me. Yeah. Right. She looks amazing. So. No one looks up. She does. Mm -hmm. She looks fucking amazing. Nola, you don't remember anyone. (laughs) 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 Right. You don't remember anything through this whole series. And now someone looks familiar. Uh And you might remember them. Yeah. (sighs) Annoying. Yeah, that was weird. Mm -hmm. In the credits, she's credited as Nola Darling. That's cute. Mm -hmm. Then we get to see Skylar again. Opal's daughter. She is... Wait, patron saint patron saint of the show of the whole show yeah you're right you're right i was very happy and relieved to see her she looked adorable and stylish as usual as always. her hair was well coiffed and whoever the and whoever the kitty stylist is, is doing that's the right thing. i want to know how many packs of hair they put in that braid or if it was hair in there it looks so full oh, is that know. just like i'm a kid and i have a fucking full ass head of hair or was that usually but i don't know i, I didn't know. i didn't even look yeah and think it, all was, those things. it was i didn't gorgeous. think that far it was gorgeous so mars shows up of course um even though he was not invited there he Mm -hmm. fucking shows up and we see him he goes to use the bathroom we see him in there with dean the cartoonish uh appropriating ass white man and of course because he's a white man he is looking at mars's penis of course as he uses the bathroom because that's what cartoonish white men do i Mm -hmm. guess and then he is talking to mars and he confuses him for one of the Showtime subway kids. And he's like, oh, weren't yeah. you one of those kids from the train? Be like, Showtime, Showtime. Yeah. Which is wild racist. Yep. Um, Dean, without being asked because he's so full of himself, he signs his tag to a piece of paper and gives it to Mars. Yes. And Again, Mars tell him his fly is open. Right. <laughs> I just had to. Yes. The whole thing is wild, cartoonish, yeah. and uncomfortable. I wish, even if they wanted to use a white guy, just let Michael Rappaport play himself. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Just put him in there. Yeah. We don't need all this wild yeah. sideburns, gold fronts. Mm-mm. It's enough regular ass white men that love hip hop and, and appropriate black folks and hate black people mm-hmm. and disregard yeah. black people and think they have ownership over black people that you can find. You, you could have find a regular ass a, a white regular ass, ass liberal, more subtle one that, and that shit would have been just as fucking just, funny. Just get you a white liberal, yeah, and just do that. Yeah, you probably have someone staff. Let's point them motherfuckers out. Mm-hmm. No, they do have yeah. them on staff. Oh, for sure. Yes, for sure. So just put them in. That's the other thing. It also lets a lot of white folks off the hook. Of course it does. Because it's like you portray this in the most cartoonish fashion. A Michael Rappaport could be like, oh, that's not me. Yeah, I don't, I don't be doing that. I don't do that. Mm-hmm. You think I walk around in gold fronts? No, I just tell other black people that they're being too sensitive because yeah. I know black shit. Mm-hmm. Fuck you, Michael Rappaport. Yeah. So then we leave the art show and we're back to Shemekka because this is the night of her cabaret debut. She does her routine and i thought the routine was fucking adorable i did i, I enjoyed, enjoyed that it. and i like the scene i liked i like the how they shoot the scenes, cabaret yeah they do it it's really, a good time it is a good really good time it's a good time they chose it's a like song the from only the 80s. time stuff makes sense right yes in that cabaret yes yes it was fun it looks like the club is a fun place mm-hmm. to be um they chose a song from the 80s and this the whole crowd is singing Into it. it you yep. know what i'm saying it's a it's a really good time she looks amazing she her does. little dance is super cute and even the cabaret it's not a super sexual like 
it's not overtly sexual. It's all, I think, very subtle, but yeah. still comes off like a fun, good time. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I agree with you. That's like, to me, the most realistic. Yeah. Um, even though they're still like fantastic. Like you and I would never be in a place where they played that song and we all knew the words. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I think so. You know all the words to that song? Yeah. What's the name of that song? I can't do it without the song, but if the song is on, uh-huh. I know the song. Yeah, I do. Okay. I know it. But I don't know all the intimate, all oh. the fucking lyrics. I know the I hook. do. When a song is on, I'm like, uh-huh. yeah, I can Okay, do it. all right. Well, maybe that's just me. Maybe I lost the point. <laughs> I lost the point today. Um, but yeah, so I enjoyed that a lot. That shit was lit. And for a second, I was like, wow, they about to let her have a win. She is doing this. She's having fun. Like, She's enjoying I her I knew they butt. weren't. I knew they weren't. Right. We right. can't. We can't. We can't. We can't. But yeah, she, it looked like for a moment, they were just going to let her be her black ass self. With her new butt shots, and she was happy, and they were gonna let that rock. I was want to know something I was fearful of. Um, she's dancing. She did the split. Um, no, um, there's a person who goes there who has prosthetic hands. Right. I thought he was I gonna thought, pop it. Yeah, I was like, don't yeah. don't put this on him. Mm-hmm. Like I was just like, you're not gonna like abuse her and then like be ableist. Right. <laughs> like, right, right, right. Please yeah. don't do that. That's yeah. why I'm watching this. Yeah, yeah. So I'm glad that um I'm glad that that shit didn't happen. Yeah. So what happened? So what happens is the whole once again the whole point of this shit is don't be like Shemeka. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we think that this shit goes off without a hitch. She does amazing. We're getting some black girl Shemeca joy. Shit is all good. But no, not Shemeca. So Shemeca actually falls at the very end of her performance after she's, like, come off stage and, like, got money. She's going to walk back up the steps, and she falls back on her butt. And And it seems to explode, and there's butt juice everywhere. Everywhere. And it's fucking pandemonium. Yes. And what I want to know is, why do we need this? Why do we need that? Of course we need this. Yeah, of course we needed it because um, <laughs> shit on Shemeca, yo. Mm-hmm. The whole show is like black girls have it hard and we're exploring that a little bit. But don't be like Shemeca. Yeah. You could die. And that's what you get. And you deserve you deserve mm-hmm. it. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Like there's no expl- exploration of her character or why she wants the butt shots or whatever. It's just like just and don't then, be an Instagram model. Yeah. And then it was like it, it was it's comical the way that right. they explore how this was harmful for her Mm -hmm. like you made it a a punchline which is like if you are teaching us a lesson Mm -hmm. and you are teaching us to be queens Mm -hmm. um this was gross just to see her literally become a punchline like oh her butt exploded you know like the conversation is her butt exploded Mm -hmm. um i don't know i just i I just hate the way they do shemeka yeah so her butt explodes, she screams, and when he win, they call the ambulance and shit like that. But yeah, it is a comical. Like, yeah. ah, mm-hmm. kind of scene. oh my God. We cut back to Nola and the art show. She's talking to the other artists in the show who are kind of giving her the vibes like, oh, your friend must have got you into this kind of thing. And it's clear that it's, she feels out of place. Because it's obvious. It's right. so obvious. Yeah. Her friend introduces her that way. There's no like cohesive thing happening right. with this but this showing right. um it's it's um i you feel uncomfortable because your friend set you up <laughs> yeah, i guess i guess they shade her for not knowing about the bar which is the black artist retreat mm-hmm. um there's a lot of shading going on it was a lot yeah her parents come up mm-hmm. uh she introduces her parents stokely is comical i'm enjoying that shit that's yeah. her dad he's mm-hmm. comical he gives no fucks he says nola needs her own show and he insults everybody yep. so i love that shit <laughs> He kind of breaks the ice between her and that group of other artists because mm-hmm. um, they're like, oh, he's funny. I enjoy him. So they, they kind of stop 
shading her uh-huh. in that moment and they're like oh he just wants the best for you we then see um the white guy whose approval she's seeking comes over so yeah. an old white man comes over and quietly wants to talk to her about her work and we know that this is supposed to be a defining moment and the other artists walk away and so she has one-on-one time with this person but she gets so distracted by seeing now jamie who has arrived yes. and has no business there business there and greer who has arrived right. and has no business yeah. there none of them were invited to this show and so she's too distracted to talk to this guy, and so he because walks her, away. Because her hoes are here. Because her hoes are here. But, she but, she what, what annoyed what do. me about that is they came on their own. Right. You did not invite them. Mm-hmm. I feel as though it was not her job to like keep the peace. Right. Keep, like if whatever happens happens, I ain't invite y'all here. Mm-hmm. That's how I know. That's how I would handle it. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's just. But I don't. Nola is supposed to be seen as juggling. She's juggling all these men. So there's no Jonas Sequa, whatever the yeah, fuck. Yeah, no finesse. No it, finesse. I would have like, been like, oh. I would, in my mind, I would have been like, get my hose. <laughs> Lay it up. You know, that's like, funny. Yeah, or just ignore them and talk to the white man you've been hoping to talk to. to like, the, the, the whole, it's the whole reason yeah. you're there. How do you not know who this white man is? What? How does she not know who this white man is? Oh, I don't, that's a great question. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's a great question. So Mars then comes up after this thing with the white man doesn't work out and he walks away mars comes up and shows nola that dean is actually onyx so dean the cartoonish white man actually ends up being the guy who's oh, been tagging all her work her like defacing her property and shit like that her sorry not her, her property work. her artwork in the street her street art she says she lets mars know that she is not interested in that shit that this is not what she's worried about right now and tries to put it in perspective for him that like do you see where we are like we're at this like fancy art show where there's yeah, white people you I'm, better like get in line and figure it out cares about that graffiti shit who cares it's like not even important mm-hmm. there is an exchange sorry i didn't write this down but there is an exchange with jamie also where yeah, he's like why well, wasn't I invited. invited nola clearly like the same reason why i don't know your friends Hello. motherfucker like he gets on my nerves because mm-hmm. he feels entitled to things and right. i don't understand why why well because he bought her the dress she was wearing so we're supposed to feel like she owes him but she always like curves him Mm -hmm. all the time when Mm -hmm. he feels he's entitled to these things and whatever she curves him like i i like that she does something Mm -hmm. that i can agree with she Mm -hmm. curves him every fucking time and he still (laughs) feels entitled it's a fucking annoying she like you bring up monogamy and she curves the conversation every fucking time Mm -hmm. she don't fuck with you like that shit Mm -hmm. no you're right at some point, also, Jamie gets this, like, was supposed to be a shocking phone call. We don't know what it is or what the significance of it is. Mm-hmm. But he's like, oh, my God, what? I don't know. So, mm-hmm. anyway, so he runs out. Um, Nola gets a text about Shemeca, and she goes to see her in the hospital. Yeah. So, we cut to the hospital. Nola meets Shemeca's mom there. And <laughs> Shemeca's mom has some accent that is not Jamaican. They don't. <laughs> like, I, I was really know. disturbed I was by like, that. Wait, I was like, it's, I was like, is she Guyanese? Is she no, Bayesian? she spent this. They told us. They told I know us. that. I know. They told yes, us they were Jamaican. She was Jamaican. I'm like, how you have a small a- island accent? That's not a Jamaican accent. No, but there was, there was, Where did you get this? Why is this happening to me? Uh, I was so irritated me by too. it. Like, what? It, they didn't even try. Like, that woman looks to be an authentically West Indian woman from another fucking island. Yes, that's what I was like. Is this Which a whole nother. Is she's it, not she, even from Panama. Bayesian, like, what she, the fuck? It was just like, why? Uh-huh. 
why? I didn't I didn't understand how her mom could be from and, Barbados. And, and, how and, mom is her mom from Barbados? I thought she was Jamaican. It's so weird. It was weird. And we're supposed to be, this is like Brooklyn. And we know that like Brooklyn is like a fucking West Indian, like they're all up and through Brooklyn. Yeah. So to be so careless with the distinctions of who is who and what is what. They're careless with a lot of Brooklyn distinctions when it comes right. to vernacular right. and how people speak and accents. Yeah, they don't give was a fuck. Like, what the? Why the fuck was this okay? They feel the pictures in the beginning is enough. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> to, to show Brooklyn, it was that was really, really yeah, irritating. That was. So we also see from the conversation with her mom that Shemeka has actually probably been lying to her mom about where she works. Yeah, she's like she has a nice job at Applebee's. Yeah, I'm like what? She does not work there at all. At all, and that she lied about her butt injections and all that yeah. stuff. And so Nola. Uh, Shemeka's mom is actually trying to get information out of Nola. She's like, I know she talks to you. Please tell me, like, what do you know? Oh, and then yeah. it ends with Shemeka in the bed looking like she could die. Oh, it says that they say that she has a butt. Um, no. She has a blood infection. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. So that's what she's, that's why she's in the, the hospital. hospital. Mm-hmm. Her blood is infected and it ends on her uh, breathing through tubes and shit with her eyes closed. Yes. Because don't be like Shemeka is the theme of this whole just series. A cautionary tale about just, just like be yourself. Yeah. Like, well, you know, like why, could, why couldn't a cautionary tale be like these shady butt filler people? You know, there's just so many angles yeah. that you could like do. Just that is annoying. It was weird. So we just reviewed two episodes. Uh, do we gotta have it? Episode five, episode six. I don't have any of those episodes. Yeah, I usually I usually have one of them, but I, I just felt abused watching both of both these episodes. Both of those. Yeah, I felt really abused. What's so I'm gonna. I don't have to have it. I'm hoping to to be able to have one. I don't want next it. Time. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> so be sure to meet us back here next Wednesday, yo. Yeah. Meet us back here. We will be reviewing episodes seven, seven and, and eight. eight um this has been fun and exciting and i'm glad to be able to get the shit off my chest i would not be able to just watch this shit and ingest it into my body fun, gotta is, get an, it out. fun is an interesting word i um. gotta get it out <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> um be sure to follow us on social media at t with qj on f- instagram and twitter we are on facebook and tumblr t with queen and j you can email us t with queen and j at gmail.com and check our website t with queen and j dot dot com dot com anything else um no that's it all right bye bye real real mvp i think i'm balling like i'm jordan homie yo what up martians and everybody else yo, i'm gonna take y'all into this room real quick and i'm gonna show y'all some shit that's a little bit deep yo hurry up though all right hurry up because i'm trying to keep my crazy ass sister out this room for green project lock keep the crazy motherfuckers out it's my safe i'm the slip dick Shit keeps slipping, so I keep it open. All right. Y'all ready for this? Real quick. My dad died when I was a kid. And one of the best moments I ever had with him, I'm about to share with you right now. Boom, baby. April 18th, 1997. Madison Square Garden. New York Knicks, Chicago Bulls. Yo. My dad took me to see the orange and blue skies, my New York Knicks versus my main man, Michael Jordan's Chicago Bulls. Me and my dad waited all night. Yo, at least two hours outside for MJ. And he came out and signed 
his 13s. Game worn 13s. What? What? My man had him hanging off his shoulders. My dad told me, I didn't remember too well, but my pops was like, yo, you asked him for them kicks. If there's any confirmation he's the greatest dude on earth, it's that right there. That was one of the best nights of my life. And that was one of the best moments I ever had with my late father. I love you, Pops. But it's getting a little deep up in here. So you ain't got to go home. But you got to get the fuck up out of here, all right? I got places to go. I got people to see. I'm, like, making moves. So love you. See you later. Sayonara. Thanks for coming. Love you, Martians. M-A-R to the S. Out.